Man, I'm uh, more ready for next week than anything because I love football. And I don't want to brag, but a certain team from this state did win the national championship last year. And so all my Alabama fans, hold on. Okay, anyways, Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. He's awesome. Um, if you watch those clips, I get chill bumps. Like Mike sent me that video while I was at the beach, and I was on the beach um, watching the video, and I got chill bumps, and then day I got him again. Like, man, he's just the man at golf. And what, what's so cool is we watched all these clips today, but like live, there's like millions of people watching, and he had all the pressure in the world on him, and he hits all those shots, makes those putts, all these shots that are remembered forever. He had all this pressure on him, and he still did it. Because if five people are watching me play golf, I'm scared to death and shaking. So, I mean, to have millions, I think, I believe he's one of the greatest golfers of all time. Um, I believe that, okay? Um, uh, My brother, on the other hand, I've got to say this so he doesn't come up here and take the microphone away from me. Uh, Jack Nicklaus is the best golfer of all time right now because he's got more majors and time period, clubs he used, all this stuff. He's a better golfer. But I believe when it's all said and done, Tiger will be the best golfer ever. And uh, some of you are probably sitting there today thinking, Tiger Woods, Trace, what are you talking about Tiger Woods for? Have you not watched the news lately? Do you know what's going on with Tiger? And I do admit that Tiger's had a, a rough couple of months, maybe half a year even, uh, and I do believe that he's made some mistakes, and maybe his, uh, his Buddha can't even do anything about that. But I will admit that he's messed up. But what I think is even cooler is uh, all this adversity that he's faced with and all these people who are looking down on him now, thinking he's horrible, he's not a good golfer or anything like that. He, he's just a bad person. He gets that every day, but he wakes up and does the same exact thing over and over with all this pressure and all these people looking down on him, and he, and he performs and he does what he's supposed to do. And uh, I think it's cool because in the Bible it says that uh, we have all fallen short, not just athletes, not just uh, non-believers, but Christians. And uh, all of us have fallen short at some point in time. So thank goodness for grace. Thank God for grace. Hopefully uh, Tiger gets that one day, but we're not going to preach salvation to Tiger today. We're going to talk about his golf game and how great it is. Okay, so, last time I spoke, some of you were probably here, and I talked about stories, and how we're writing our own stories, and I cried like a baby a few times, and some friends made fun of me, so I'm not going to cry today, but just so you know, so we're talking about writing stories, and um, how everything you do, every action, every every everything you think, every that you can possibly do is part of your story. And if you want something to be part of your story, you write it in there. So kind of like a resolution, if you will. Um, has anybody ever made like a New Year's resolution? Anybody? Okay, well good. A few more people. Three this, ser- this service. Nine o'clock, Jamie was the only one, so I looked dumb with my hand up being the only one with resolutions. But everybody, I'm sure at some point in time has done a New Year's resolution, whether it be like I want to lose weight, or I want to uh, change my lifestyle this year, or I, I want to go get my family in church and all this. Everybody has different resolutions. And I have a youth pastor friend who, uh, who's like really into New Year's resolutions, and he takes them to the extreme. And this past year, 
he had a New Year's resolution of uh, wanting to play golf like Tiger Woods. Like wanting to, to he, he's not a good golfer either, and uh, he wanted to, he wanted to be Tiger Woods. He wanted to play just like him. So I was like, okay, cool. That, I mean, if you want to get better at golf, it'll only help me out more. I won't have to wait as long on each hole while you play. But, so he, he took his first step to becoming more like Tiger Woods. He, uh, he went on TigerWoods.com and he joined Tiger's fan club. And he got a, a t-shirt in the mail that said, uh, I am Tiger Woods, like the old Nike commercial. And he got some golf balls with Tiger's face on them. And so he was ready. And he got a certificate that said he was a member of the Tiger Woods fan club. And he put it above his desk. So he was ready to be just like Tiger Woods. And we go out and play golf. And uh, it didn't turn out the way that he wanted it to be. Uh, does anybody, just throw out a random number of what do you think he shot. A number. Any number. <laughs> 105. Mac was in the first service. 105. No, he didn't shoot 105. He shot 103. And if you don't know the game of golf at all, 103 is not a good score. Some people in here may shoot 103. And I'm sorry if you do, but it's not that good of a score. Uh, 72 is even, so that's where you want to go for. And below that, it's even better. He shot 103. Not too good. And he was kind of upset because he joined the fan club. What else could he do? be like Tiger Woods, so he took it a step further, and he went to the golf store, he went to Edwin Watts, and he bought a Tiger Woods red golf shirt, and he bought a Nike black pants and black shoes, and a, a Nike Tiger Woods black hat, and if you've seen Mike Knowles today, sorry Mike, doing it again, you've seen Mike Knowles today, he, he looked like Mike Knowles with the red and the black and the black, and he was ready, he, he looked nice, he looked like the best golfer ever, and uh, so he was ready. We went to the golf course. And guess what? You know what he shot? Throw out a number. Somebody throw out a number. 72. No. Nowhere near 72. He shot 103 again. So he was kind of mad because Tiger Woods' golf clothes, the golf line, is not cheap. It's really expensive. So he spent all this money, and he's still not like Tiger Woods at all. His golf game is still the exact same. And... uh so he's thinking, what can he do next? What can he do? What can he do? And so he's like, okay, I got an idea. And he got tickets to a TPC Sugarloaf. It's a golf tournament in Atlanta. And uh, he went there, and he followed Tiger for 18 holes. Only stayed with Tiger, watched everything about his game. He saw his practice swing, his routine, his focus, his focus for the game. Everything that Tiger did, he memorized. He fought, and after the 18 holes were over with, he waited by the scorer's table. They go inside this little building. He came out, and he got Tiger Woods' autograph. And so he was ready to go play golf. He skipped church the next day. He went to play golf, and guess what he shot? 103. Some people are finally speaking up. But he shot, yes, he shot 103 again. He can't be too mad because he did get Tiger Woods' autograph, but he memorized everything. He knew Tiger's entire routine. Still didn't, still didn't do anything. So he's like, okay, I've got to take it. One step further, this is as far as I can possibly take it. If I could just touch the hem of Tiger's red shirt, I will have the spirit of his game. So another tournament came through Atlanta. Um, I keep forgetting the name of it. The What is it, Players' Championship? Tournament of Champions? I don't know, something. In Atlanta, and um, he's there. Tour Championship is the name of it. There it is. It just popped in my head. Um, and he gets there at 5 o'clock that morning. And the, the, the gates don't open until 8, but he wants to be the first one in line. The very first one to get on the first tee because he wasn't stopping, letting anyone stop him from 
getting to Tiger Woods, to grab Tiger Woods, to hold him and get his spirit, the spirit of his golf game. And so he waits and he waits and finally the gates open at 8 o'clock. And he skips the bathroom, he skips food, he skips the merchandise table, he goes straight to the first tee and he just sits there. Tiger's in the last group this day. So he's watching all these other golfers just go by. Not worried about them at all. Not, he's not there for the spirit of Phil Mickelson or uh, BJ Singh. He's only there for Tiger Woods. Who's waiting, he's watching these people pass, watching these people pass. And finally here comes Tiger. He's walking up, he's waving. Now teeing off, Tiger Woods, doing all this stuff. And who's there, people are clapping. He gets his, gets his golf club, doing some practice swings. His last practice swing, right before he's about to tee off. My friend thought it was the perfect opportune time. Last practice swing, he runs. No one stops him. There's no way. He knows he's close enough that no one can tackle him before he gets to Tiger. He runs up and he grabs Tiger. Last service, I yelled real loud and almost broke the microphone. I'm not going to do it this time. He grabbed Tiger. He's like, spirit of Tiger's game, come upon me. And he's yelling. He's grabbing him. He's holding on. He's not like, you know, Tiger's trying to fight him off. He's just holding on to him. And he gets something I think that's a little bit more, or a little, something that's better than uh, Tiger Woods' spirit of his golf game. He actually gets Tiger Woods' swing from his three wood right here into the ribs. And he goes down. So now, now y'all are all here sitting here like, Trace, you've got some weird friends. I would have saw that on ESPN. I would have saw that on the news. Some crazy guy texts Tiger in Atlanta. So yeah, the story's made up, but I'm sorry. I don't have any crazy friends. It's completely made up. But what's kind of scary and sad about this is uh, some of us take our walk with Christ and our relationship with Jesus to these same extremes. It's really sad because um, we, we join a fan club. We join a church. We, uh, we know the routine each and every week. We know the routine of 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 the service, we know the routine of what Jesus taught, what he, what he preached, what he wanted people to do. We knew, we knew the routine. We, we dress up, we got the 2911 shirts, we got all kinds of stuff. We can fit the part, we can dress the way we need to. And uh, we, we come in saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment this week, and I can get his spirit, then everything is going to be okay in my life, and I don't have to worry about anything, it's going to be gone forever. What happens? Life still happens every day. And we fail over and over and over again. Sorry, that's kind of tough, me saying that too. And y'all are probably sitting there like, Trace, what happened to the guy that talked about weight and cried and made all kinds of jokes and made us laugh last time? What happened to him? Why are you being so serious today? I just feel like I have to because it, it hurts me to think that we do this, that we are that crazy when it comes to Jesus. But it's the truth. We all know the routine. We all know everything about the Christian walk. But we never act like it. Okay, so. Sorry. These are my golf clubs. They're my babies. I got them when I was in ninth grade. My grandfather, who's sitting over there, bought them for me. Him and my grandmother did. And I had them all through high school, and I still have them now. And they're great clubs. I love them. And what's awesome is because... When I was little, my dad took me to play golf, and it became a time that we could bond together. And me and my dad and my grandpa and my uncle, we played golf together so much, 
So many times, and it's like my greatest memories through my childhood and through teenage years is golf. So golf has had such an impact on my life. And I have my notes right here to take a practice swing so y'all can see how pretty my swing is. So I'm going to do that real fast. See this? Look. That doesn't happen overnight, people, okay? You know? But um, I told people in the first service, too, that when I do that, my brother's going to look at my swing, and later on he's going to critique me and tell me what was wrong with it. Because there's a lot of things wrong with it. If you do the naked eye, it looks good, though, so I'm okay. But, um, but, but, but golf was it, it's part of my life. I love it. Uh, in high school, I got to leave class every day early, leave school early every day during the golf season, and go play golf with my brother, with my best friend, every day, every day. I told him I was going to talk about him today. So I'm trying to make him cry, make him feel bad, feel like I love him. But, um, but that's what golf get, did for me. And, and so what if I wanted to be like Tiger Woods? What if I really wanted to have his swing? What if I wanted to play just like him? You know what? There's a way you actually can. You go Google. Google's the greatest thing ever. You Google uh, Tiger Woods practice routine. And it takes you right to Tiger Woods' site. And on his site, it has uh, his practice routine on it. And uh, I'm going to read it to you guys. So get ready. 6.30 a.m. One hour of cardio. Choice between endurance runs, sprints, or biking. Nowhere in there that say anything about a golf swing or hitting a ball or anything. Biking or running. Things that I do not like to do. 7.30 a.m. One hour of lower weight training. 60 to 70% of normal Lifting weight, high reps, and multiple sets. That's like I'm reading Spanish. I have no idea what that even means. 8.30 a.m., high-protein, low-fat breakfast typically includes egg white, omelet, and vegetables. No biscuits, no gravy, no bacon. Nothing like that, so I'm out there. Two hours on the golf course, hit on the, hit on the range, and work on swing. That's at 9 o'clock a.m. 11 a.m., practice putting for 30 minutes to an hour. Noon, he plays nine holes. Okay, I can relate there. I can play nine holes in golf. That's, that's fun. That's good stuff. 1.30 p.m., high-protein, low-fat lunch typically includes grilled chicken or fish, salad, and vegetables. 2 p.m., three to four hours on the golf course. Work on swing, short game, and occasionally play another nine holes. 6.30 p.m., 30 minutes of upper weight training, high reps. 7 p.m., dinner and rest. That's 12 hours. That's over 12 hours a day. Practicing. Tiger Woods practicing? Are you kidding me? He's like the man. He's got he's won all the majors. He's he's got his own name brand. He's got his own Gatorade. Well he used to. And he, he has all these endorsements. He's like he's got money like crazy. He doesn't need to practice. No, Tiger. But he does. He practices daily. And in his autobiography actually talks about even more in the extent of what he does in his practice. Four hours hitting balls and working on your swing, that's enough to play one round of golf, maybe even a little bit more. That's a lot. And guess how many golf balls he hits each and every day? Thousands, over a thousand, each and every day. There's no way my hands, I would not have hands right now. My fingers would have fell off if I hit 500 golf balls. The Tiger does this each and every day. He practices. So um, this is where I'm going to tie it together because you're probably sitting there like, okay, Trace, you've talked about Tiger Woods for a good bit today. 
Where's Jesus at? Where's all this? Where's the spiritual stuff? Okay, here it is for all of you who are asking that question. The Gospels. Jesus' life story. They're all about him. And on the on the stage in front of the crowds and, and the lights and the cameras. Like Tiger at the Masters. Like if I want to be like Tiger Woods and see how he plays golf each and every day on uh on the golf channel, on ESPN, on TNT, on CBS, whatever. I see people see that all the time, like, yeah, I, I want to be like that guy. The guy that's on the TV. They don't they don't see this tiger that no one else sees, this tiger that uh practices 12 hours a day. They don't ever see that. So Jesus, everybody sees him feed 5,000 people, love the homeless, spend time with the sinners when the other priests wouldn't, heal the sick, raise the dead. Everybody sees that. It's in the crowds of people. He's on TV doing that. What about the Jesus that no one ever sees? What does Jesus do when no one else is around? And uh, it's hard to find that through the Gospels. Hard to find what Jesus does. But uh, luckily, Mark, Mark uh, in the book of Mark, it, it, it does. Uh, can I get some music? Um, Mark, if you've got your Bibles, Mark 1, 35 and 37, says this. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. So Jesus, at, at this time, he, he wakes up early in the morning when it's still dark outside and goes to a place of solitude where no one else is around. No crowds, no TVs, just him. And what does he do? He prays. He practices. Jesus, the Son of God, the, the one who saved us from, from death, hell, and the grave, that Jesus, Jesus, the, the, the Savior of all mankind, had to practice? He had to pray? No. Jesus knew exactly what it took to live a perfect life. He knew what it was going to take. He knew prayer was so important. And some of us, Go back to the, to the beginning of this, this sermon. Some of us think that, that for us to have a family that loves God, for us to have uh, sons and daughters who are, are, who are good kids, who, who are in church, who believe in Jesus, some people think all it takes is them bringing them in here on a Sunday or a Wednesday and leaving. Let, them, let other people deal with them. People who have... Uh, who have who are, who are don't who don't have jobs who are struggling financially? Oh, I'll come to church. I, I'll sing a song. I'll I'll, t- I'll raise my hand when they ask if we got prayer requests. That's it. We get into a routine. We know the routine. But guess what? Our, our the game of life. We're still struggling with it. We're still shooting that one hundred and three. It takes practice. And it's that simple. If I want to be like Tiger Woods, I'll Google it. I'll know how, I'll know how to be like Tiger. That fast. And it's this simple with this scripture right here. It's going to take practice. It's going to take something that we learned when we were little kids. 
prayer. What's prayer? I'm assuming, I hope a lot of people in here know, but if you don't, hey, good. I can tell you right now. Prayer is being brutally honest with God. God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows where you are in your life. He knows what's going on around you. You're not telling God anything new, something He doesn't know. You're not going to offend God with what you say. He wants you to be open with Him. What are you struggling with? What are you happy about? Tell Him. Spend time with Him. And if you get anything out of the service today, get this. If you want to be like Him during the day, in the crowds of people, in the lights, you got to meet with Him at night, in the dark, when no one else is around. If you want to be like Him during the day, you got to meet with Him in, in, in the night. That's all you got to do. Um, I used to be pretty good at golf. And when I graduated high school, I got pretty good. My first year, two years in college, I was a six handicap. And you're like, handicap? What? No, I, I, uh, I could shoot on, aver- on, on average 78 or better. Six strokes above even par. That was my handicap. And the average golfer is a 20, 18 to 20 handicap out of all the golfers in the world. So I was pretty good. And then last week, I went to the beach. You know what I shot? I shot 85, 86. That's not a six handicap. And to some people here, that's, that's a good score for them. And that's good. But for someone that was at one point in time a six handicap... It's not too good. My best, my best rounds ever, I shot 72, even par twice. And one of those times I beat my brother, and I was excited. But um, but now, uh, my golf game is just pff, terrible. I try to watch a golf game terrible. I don't practice. I never practice. I never. High school, I didn't practice. I, just as much, as much as could get me by. Never practiced. But my brother, on the other hand, he's good at golf. He's really good at golf. He got a golf scholarship. Number one golfer on the high school team, number one golfer at Alabama A&M, the golf player of the year at Alabama A&M. He's good. He's a zero handicap. I mean, 72. Average. He'll shoot a few, 75, 76, darn. He'll also shoot 66, 67, amazing. He's good. Why is he good? Why am I bad? He practices. Now, we practice every day. Every day. He still practices almost every day. He's good. Tiger wins majors. Why? He practices every day. Jesus, the Savior of all mankind. Why was He perfect? He practiced every day. Sometimes we can go weeks, we can go months, we can go days without without a single prayer to God, without any practice. And we wonder why we're failing. 
wonder why we're, we're not as good as Jesus. Why are we not like Jesus? You don't practice. You want to be like him during the day, you got to meet with him in the dark. No one else is around. And this is what I want to do. I want everybody in here, come to the front. If you're able, if you can walk, please come to the front with me. Come, come hang out with me in the front. Yeah, there's a lot of people here today, and you're not by yourself right now. But some of us hadn't talked to God in a few weeks, and that's the sad truth. Hey, we're human. It's going to take practice. Why can't we not start practice right here? Some people can move right here. Right here, right here, right here. Okay. Today we're going to practice. No altar call to, to, to a certain need. Everybody's got a need. God knows exactly what you're dealing with. Everything you're dealing with. And I guarantee you everyone in here doesn't have the same need. We all have different ones. Let's be brutally honest with God this morning. Let's practice. But the real challenge doesn't start right here. It starts when you go home today. When, when you find your alone time, your quiet time. Some of you, maybe you don't have a quiet place every day. Maybe you don't go anywhere to pray. You've got to find somewhere. You've got to get in that routine. Because I promise you, Tiger Woods doesn't wake up in the morning saying, oh, I guess I'll practice today. Uh, today, well, he didn't wake up one day. Said, "Yep, today's the day I'm going to start practicing every day." It took a routine. It took going day after day after day after day until it became his life. Prayer needs to become your life. It needs to become who you are. 